Good afternoon, everyone. This is Rod Ziegler with the Mental Health Hour. I have uh, doing well here in Pembroke Pines, Florida. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Brenda. I got a letter yesterday from my mother. She wrote a letter on how uh, she knew about my reality, about my condition of my physical health. She knows I'm dying, so she wrote this letter. My wife is going to read the letter, everyone. Say, say good afternoon, everyone. Good, good afternoon, good morning, everyone. This is written Monday, September 5th. By who? 2022 by Martha Ziegler to Ron Ziegler. Dear Ron, I love you all. You are a special son. I need to have you call me every day. Dad and I are doing very well, although he sometimes gets confused. We try to do something every day to keep active. And I do cherish you all, our first child, and so proud of you. We took you to Mount Vernon for Christmas when you were three months old. Granny holding you in his, her rocker. And this, and the next Christmas you were baptized at Zion Church. There was a small child suit and your dad took pictures of you. Raising you has always created challenges for us, but we persevered. We have moved four times. We lived in Bloomington for your first three months, then Franklin, Hollywood only for one year, and finally in Davie. Brennan will need to read this letter. We now have five cats. Two cats are in the basement with Jerry and the boys. Dad likes the two cats upstairs that entertain him. And Susie has her cat Lucy in, the, in her room. Dad and I will be selling our house, our home this year. The year Cat Corbin graduates from high school, we will live in an assisted living community in three years. And I just want to say goodbye to you. Please continue to call. I love you, and we are so proud you married Brenda. It was your goal in life to have a wife and you have used something well. I can't can Oh my Oh, you chose well. <laughs> yeah, you basically. Chose well. well I did, didn't I? I have you. Okay. We love Brenda. I love Brenda too. With love, mother. 
Yeah, see? You chose well. That was a letter from my mom. And she understands the reality of my health is terminal. I'm dying of end-stage renal disease. I have congenitive heart failure, kidney failure. And uh, now I'm going to be wheelchair bound probably for the rest of my duration of my stay in hospice care at home. Um, when I do go out, most likely I'll probably be in, 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 a, in a walker chair. Still, I will try to use that the best way I know how. But, um, now who's calling me? Restricted number. Don't answer. It's, uh, you want to answer it? Here, you answer it. It's for my wife, anyway. But, uh, I am doing quite well. I had a girlfriend before Brenda. I was with her for eight years. Her name was Christine. I found a picture of her in my portfolio that my mom sent me. I have not thought of Christine in a long time. And then I called her sister the other day, and I spoke to her sister for about five hours. <laughs> her sister told me, her sister told me that the family still loves me for the way I love Christine. And uh, who was that, Brenda? Uh, they hung up. Okay, it was a, it was a fake call. <laughs> so, uh, my sister-in-law would, would have been my Christine's sister, but the sisters all love me. The sisters love me for the way I love Christine. And now they know the reality on how I love Brenda. And um, they told me they knew I'd always find somebody, but they had no idea that Christine and, and Brenda resemble each other so ironically. Well, I have a friend of mine back in the 80s who was very artistic. And he did tarot cards, and he did a tarot card reading about me, and he already foretold the future about me. He also did a picture, a drawing. He drew a picture of Brenda before I even knew her. Remember that, Brenda, when Willie did that? When Willie drew that picture of you before I even knew you? And uh, said, this is going to be your wife. And sure enough, she became my wife. And uh, what did you call me when you met me in 1979? Called me an asshole. And why did you call me an asshole? Because you were hitting on my sister, rubbing her butt. Well, I was, trying to get a, I was trying to get a date with your sister, and I ended up marrying you, which is good. I still had that nice butt. <laughs> One way or another, I was going to have a, a lady in my life. I did everything I could humanly possibly do. And that's one thing I never did to my women either. I never funneled off of my women either. Never gripped it off a woman. Never took from a woman. Nope. I always gave flowers to the woman. Didn't I always give you flowers every holiday? Yes, you did. And still do, don't I? Yes, and I did that for Christine, too. That's good. Yeah. So, what are you eating? What are you eating, you little shit? A liver tree. This is my son, my four-legged son. Yeah, oh, look at him. He took over my bed spot. Look at him. Yeah, look at this little shit. 
You just took over my bed and my TV. Next you and quit giving my dirty underwears to my nurse. Damn dog picks up my dirty bikini underwears and gives them to my nurse. <laughs> uh, you sure you don't want to go in the dryer? Now don't look at me like a trap deer in headlights. <laughs> I would never do that to an animal. Although I did do that to my brother once. That was funny. And um, I finally made peace with my family. Because uh, I, I did... 40 years of mental uh, mental health abuse towards them and they finally forgave me of it and that is the reality of true love love covers a multitude of sins and mama I am coming home I'm going to go be with Christ I've accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior I dotted my I's and crossed my T's and um, I wrote out a forgiveness letter to all those that uh, I have wronged and that uh, I ask for forgiveness and the ones that don't forgive me that's on them at least I cleared the road for my salvation and I am free and uh, I will never go into an institution ever again I will never be jailed again ever and uh, I will eventually face death very soon. And um, I've been having severe spasms throughout the night last night. And um, I can tell you, it was no, it's no picnic when I go through those spasms. Those spasms are from hell. Uh, I try not to take the morphine, but sometimes I have to to subdue the pain that goes through my entire body. It's like it's like knives being shot into my body. Thousands of knives going through my spine. And it's like being ripped apart on a Roman board. And um, I am very well loved. I had very beautiful women in my life. I even had a gay relationship for a long time. I was ashamed of it. Not anymore, because I'm pretty much near my death. But uh, bisexuality is a part of my life, and wearing women's underwear, that'll always be a part of me. I told my wife, bury me in, in red underwear. <laughs> I want to go in red. I want to wear a nice uh, nice black t-shirt and red undies. And uh, my nurse says, you know, you're something else. <laughs> my nurse is going to come over tomorrow. Uh, she's going to shave my head. I said, okay, can you shave my testicle too? She goes, I'll cut it off. I said, hey, now cut it out now. You're, you, you're supposed to be my nurse. <laughs> she said she cut it off. You, did you hear her, Brenda, when she said that? No. She said, I'll cut it off if you, if you act inappropriately. <laughs> so I have a beautiful nurse at my side along with my wife. I've always had pretty ladies in my life, and um, and they knew about my sexuality. And my nurse says I have prettier panties than her, so <laughs> my wife said the same thing. So I, I like those uh, flamboyant colors, you know. What are you doing, you little shit? You fall down. You fall down, yeah. Boy, look at him go for that politician. Get him. Get him!
Come on, get him. Get him. Come on, get the politician. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I am well loved and I have no spells and I'm not in hell. And uh, I'm doing quite well. Considering my physical condition, is, my kidneys are not functioning at this time. Okay. And uh, my wife is going out today. She's going to go see a friend of ours in the hospital. And I'm going to stay home and uh, take care of my son. <laughs> I have a little four-legged son here. Well, you go right ahead. And then when you get done, you can help. You can help Ronnie out, okay? All right. And then go turn the air on out on the patio. Because that's where I'm going to go sit and watch TV. I like to watch Bonanza at 2 o'clock and, and The Rifleman at 3 and uh, oh, Rawhide at 4 and then Adam 12 at 5. All the stuff on me TV I like to watch. And uh, those are the shows I like to watch. I like all those old shows. Car 54. How many remember Emergency? Rampart 1, Emergency, Rampart 1. Uh, did you know that Emergency and Adam-12 merged each other on, on one series, on one occasion? More than one occasion. It was like three times they came together in the series. And they all knew each other, which I thought was a wonderful idea. Um, I like the show Lucifer, and I like the show called Better Call Saul. And now I'm watching so called Cobra Kai, which is about after Karate Kid. And that's a pretty good series. That's really a good series. It's on Netflix. And uh, I am well loved, knowing the reality that my family has forgiven me. That letter showed me that my family forgave me. And I did a lot of bad stuff to my family, and I regret every minute of it. And and I was, I was cursed and crucified for having a mental illness. And the crucifixion was being inside of a hospital room where I got molested. And I got sexually abused for four and a half years. You know, when you're trapped in a room and, and, and you can't do nothing, you, and if you're told to uh, keep quiet about things, and if you open your mouth, you would regret it later on, trust me. And uh, I was told to keep quiet about sexuality. Or I would pay the ultimate price and have something done bad to me. And to prove their point, my house was vandalized in, in the 80s. Uh, but uh, I'm okay. I mean, Mama, I am coming home. I'm coming home. That's today's theme. Mama, I'm coming home. And I made peace with God. I made peace with all the people around me. And the ones that I couldn't make peace with, uh, I, they're in God's care now. And nothing can be done towards me anymore. No more lies about me because I'll be with Father God in heaven. And I'll be walking the streets of gold soon. Seeing people I haven't seen in 40 years that are waiting for me over there. And the reality is I know death is coming soon. And I told my nurse I want to get a, a threesome before I go over there. <laughs> and my wife says, never, never, never. 
And I said, come on, just one time. It's just a threesome one time. Maybe I could give her a little child. <laughs> little child, come walk with me. Uh, you know, not you, doggy, doggy. You pretty little dog, you. Yeah, you're a good boy. Yes, you are. I know. I know you like me. He keeps licking my leg. <laughs> Don't do that. You get me excited. Now cut that out. Go pester your mom. Go get mommy. I call Brenda mommy for him because that's basically his, his new mother. But in the reality of mental health, I am well. I am stable. And you know what else I want to do? I don't want to talk about my adversary anymore. There's no reason to. Um, he can't do no harm to me, so... There's no reason to further go on uh, with uh, giving him fame on my podcast to 1.5 million people that listen to me every day. I don't know why you want to know this filthy rag. I am a filthy rag in mental illness. And the reality is, Mama, I'm coming home. I'm going to go home to be with God before my mom and dad do, and they said that's not the right way to do it, that the parents are supposed to go first. But in this case, I made the choice, and now I'm going to go first. And that's the reality of life on life's terms. And uh, I made that decision to make it so. And... Uh, Resistance is futile. <laughs> uh, that I got from the Borg at Wolf 359. And um, I'm doing quite well. I have no, uh, no hell and no spells. And I'm not going to hell either. I paid the ultimate price by losing my parents' condo as a result of theft. And also the time of my birth when I was almost aborted. I paid the ultimate price of mental illness with a co-hanger abortion attempt on my life. And yet I support abortion. I support pro-choice. A woman's right to choose is a woman's right to choose. And a man's choice is to shut his mouth. You know, if you're going to knock up a lady to, and get her pregnant... And if she decides to abort the child, that's her choice. Anyway, I am going to go and enjoy what life I have left. Today I'm going to be watching uh, the rest of... Uh, uh, I'm almost done with Ironside. I got two more discs. <laughs> Man, that was a long series. Eight years. And I got Magnum P.I. yesterday, so I'm going to watch that. And I got the Mission Impossible series. I'm going to watch that soon. And uh, my wife is like, God, Ron, you got a lot of cop shows. They go, yep, got a lot of cop shows. How do you think I kept me out of trouble? I learned from watching police shows. <sighs> anyway, thank you all for tuning into this uh, mental health hour with the, the filthy rag of mental illness, Ron Ziegler, me. In the flesh, here goes me, myself, and I. I do walk in the light, and I don't walk in the darkness anymore. I'm not afraid to tell people who I am, what I am, and where I'm going. And I've done nothing to nobody. Except maybe be a aggravation.
to some, and once in a while a tit for tat, but other than that, that's all I've done. And uh, the only thing I'm guilty of is that I cannot turn myself into a squirrel. I promised my audience I would try to, at the end of this podcast, to turn into a squirrel, and I cannot do it. I cannot fold my arms and blink my eyes, and I cannot twitch my nose and fly on a broom. But I can leap tall buildings at a single bound and wear red underwear. (laughs) I love the red underwear that Helen Slater had on. Oh boy, was she a hottie. I got to meet Helen Slater. I I tried to take her home. (laughs) She said, no, I don't go home with my fans. I said, I, I, I told her I would like to make a meal out of her, and she laughed. And she says, you're a sweetheart. I said, thank you. And she pinched my cheek. And um, uh, Robin Curtis, I met Savick. She always said, hi, those are my friends, Ron and Brenda from Hollywood. And I was bending over one day, and she goes, Ron, can I ask you a personal question? I said, sure, Robin. So she whispered in my ear, are those lacy women's underwear you're wearing? And I go, shh, my secret will leak out if you tell anybody. And she just bursted out laughing. And we became very close friends, and I gave her some artwork. And I became very close friends with uh, Robin, on, and now she's my friend on Facebook. And I'm friends with Manu Interami, who is helping me with a movie about my life. And I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, Manu. Now you have the letter about my mom, about what she wrote about me. I would like to have uh, Loretta Swift play my mom. I would like to have Henry Winkler play my dad. Keno Reeves play me. George Snyder play Dr. Non. And uh, uh, and Larry Wilcox and uh, John Travolta play the judge. And Roddy Cox play a, a judge. And um, many and Don Most play a psychologist. And um, many other people that are in my social media network uh, be a part of my movie. Because uh, it was after all their entertainment that gave me life in the pursuit of my happiness. And uh, MASH was the one show that gave me my creativity and mental health. It showed me how to take my anger and turn it into laughter. And I like how Hawkeye's response was to Frank Burns. You know what that was? And I love that every time I see that on his on on Mash, I crack up laughing. Uh, and he goes, "Hey Frank," and he goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and I I always laugh on that. And and I had my cowboy diplomacy right then and there from mental health. And uh, the reality is, I learned how to turn my anger into happiness. In the pursuit of happiness and mental health, there go me, myself, and I. And Star Trek gave me the dignity of my human spirit on how to boldly go where no manic depressive has gone before. Into the world of my humanity, there I go. In the dangers of life and the pursuit of happiness. Anyway, everyone, it's 26 minutes into the podcast. I'm off to see the wizard, and the wonderful Wizard of Oz is the Squirrels of Humanity. 
I could turn myself into a squirrel, but I've been trying real hard not to. I'm, I, I, I don't want to evade cameras either. Anyway, have a good day, everyone, and be well and have no spells and stay the hell out of hell. Bye now. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Ron Ziegler with the Mental Health Hour in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Um, I had gotten a letter from my mother yesterday. She wrote a two-page letter of a goodbye letter to her to her son, me. And I'm going to have my wife read it to you. Uh, Brenda, say good morning to and an afternoon to everyone. Good afternoon or good morning, I mean, to everybody. Oh, my, my wife's going to read my letter from my mom. My mom's name is Martha Ziegler. She's 85 years old, and she wrote this beautiful letter uh, regarding me. Go ahead and read it, Brenda. I love you all. Monday, September 5th, 2022. I love you all. You are a special son. I need to have you call every day. Dad and I are doing very well. Although he sometimes gets confused. There's how to do something every day to keep active. But I do cherish you all, our first child, and so proud of you. 
We took you to Mount Vernon for Christmas when you were three months old. Granny holding you in her rocker. And the next Christmas you were baptized at Zion Church. There was a small child suit and your dad took pictures of you. Raising you all has always created challenges for us, but we persevered. We have moved four times. We live in lived in Bloomington for your first three months, then Franklin, Holland for only one year. And finally, in Davy, Brenda will need to read you this letter. You now have five cats. My sister has five cats. Two male cats are in the basement with Jerry and the boys. Laszlo and Corbin. Dad likes the two cats upstairs that entertain him, and Susie has her cat, Lucy, in her room. Dad and I will be selling our home the year Corbin graduates from high school. We will live in an assisted living community in three years. And I just wanted to say goodbye to you. Please continue to call. I love you and so proud you married Brenda. It was your goal in life to have a wife and you achieved did, it. You did well. And she said and I did you well. You have well. And that was we the love Brenda too. Love mom Martha. And that was love a letter Martha. from mom. That was a letter from directly from my mom. Is there any more? No. And she wrote a, a, a heartfelt letter, knowing the reality my death is imminent. And uh, she spoke to uh, my hospice director. So my mom wrote that letter about me. And uh, yes, we had some bad times, but we also had good times. And I wish I could take away the bad times I was mentally I was very very mentally ill during my youth and I was a very mean-spirited bastard growing up and uh, now my family is aware of my untimely demise is coming soon in other words I'm dying of kidney failure congenitive heart failure I have end-stage renal disease and uh, I don't know uh, how or why, but I am still here to share my story and my testimony. And that my parents do love me, regardless of the bad things that I have done to my family. They have forgiven me already. That's why my mom wrote that letter. I can't read anymore. That's why my mom asked Brenda to read my letter. Uh, I can't see out of my right eye. <clears throat> My left eye is completely getting blurry now.
And the reality is I am going blind. It's just a matter of time before I'm completely blind. I hope I pass away before I become blind because I, I will not be able to enjoy my television series that I enjoy so much. Um, I wanted people to know the reality of what mental health can do to a person's spirit. Especially the human spirit and the soul. How it can turn the soul into, into a lush and make you bleed for all eternity. I uh, I was crucified in my own mental health, and um, I paid the ultimate price when my 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 parents' condo was stolen from me. I also paid the ultimate price during my birth when I was almost aborted, and I have 19 pinholes throughout my neck and spine and crushed vertebrae. That proved that I, I was almost murdered as a result of an abortion attempt on my life. And yet I support pro-choice. I do support a woman's right to choose. It's her body. It is her body. And I don't give a damn what anybody else says. And men should not tell a woman what to do with her body, period. It is solely up to what them what they want to do with their body. If they want to have the child, they can have a child. If they don't want to have the child, they don't have to have the child. And so that's the way I, I believe in that. And I'm ultra, I'm an ultra blue person. I do vote Democrat. Uh, one one year I did not because uh, I went to go get help, and not one Democrat helped me. And now that my situation is practically over. I'm getting apologies up the ass. People are contacting me, apologizing to me for what I've been through. And I've been through hell on earth. I, I've done a lot of tit-for-tats over the years, but I never thought the tit-for-tat would cost me my home, cost me my intense, cost me almost my life, cost me almost my... Uh, uh, mental health status to, to be institutionalized uh, I I am very overwhelmed of the support that I'm now getting from all walks of life from the Democratic Party people who, who actually care about me are coming around finally one lady told me oh Let's see who's calling. Take it out there, Bubba. My wife's got a call coming in. That's probably her friend from church. But uh, uh, I am uh, overwhelmed from what this lady told me the other day. It took them 10 years to figure out I've done nothing. <laughs> I said, I could have told you that. I've done absolutely nothing. I granted I did a tit for tat and it cost me my parents' condo. That's all I done wrong, a tit for tat. A spat. He said she said. But did it cost me the reality of being homeless? Yes, six months. Hospitalization? Yeah, several months. 
institutionalized for three and a half years, yes. St stick a needle in my left ear and let me die. Yeah, so, um, I, um, I am, I am doing quite well, considering about what I've been through. I lost my parents' condo as a result of theft. And I have the right to seek civil restitution. And I am. And I've been going for counsel. And uh, uh, I've found several law firms that want to do my civil. And as soon as I'm released, I'm going right to civil. And uh, my mom knows that she's been made aware of it today. Uh, and, and she, she asked me who I'm, who am I going for? And I said, mom, I can't tell you. That's between me and my attorneys. I don't want to tell you because somehow the other side always knows what I'm doing. So I'm not telling you nothing. And the reality is I'm doing quite well and I'm not in hell and I have no spells. And Every situation I've been in was a result of mental health in one way or another. Whether it be my mental health or the other person's mental health. Sometimes it was just out of hatred that the person had towards me. For whatever reason, I don't know what it was, but I was hated. I was hated. Just because of jealousy? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe because I had a, a, a lady in my life and I was doing fine and I had my own home. I had uh, autographs all over my house, people that I met, important figure, uh, figures in my life, the celebrities that I got to shake hands with and become very good uh, uh, rapport with and good friends with now. Some on my Facebook, some on Twitter. Some on Instagram, and I don't talk to them every day. I don't even talk to them at all. But they are my friends on social media, which I'm very grateful. I don't deserve their loyalty or anyone else's. I don't even deserve to be married. You know where I deserve to be? In an institution with a, with a locked door with no doorknob. And I sometimes... Uh, Wish death would be quick about it already and just take me. But apparently God is keeping me alive. Because he wants to correct the wrong that was wronged of me and give me my just due. He wants to give me justice for what I went through. And thank God that he is doing that. I mean, I should have died a year and a half ago with no kidneys. Um, I have no kidneys functioning at this time. I, I take 24 medications every morning. That reminds me, I got I got to take my insulin and my meds. I, I didn't take my pills this morning. I, I woke up at, uh, a few minutes ago, and because uh, I overslept. And I tell you, I am. I'm overwhelmed by the support that I'm now getting. I mean, this lady came up to me in, in church and said. 
It took him 10 years to figure out you've done nothing. I said, well, I try to tell him that. Even when I was wearing uh, the monitor for four, almost four years. And uh, accusations were flying all over the place about me. Constantly. And still are. But you know what? They got no proof of anything. So, And there's nothing that was done. Ever. Nothing was done. It was just all hearsay. And it's all... Made up. So... There's no proof to no evidence and I'm glad with what the decision is coming down to be and I'm okay with it and I made peace with God and God's going to reward my wife not me, my wife and my wife will walk out of this with a blessing and she will be very well blessed I may be in heaven after it after my demise, but she will be doing fine on earth. And there's a there's a nice uh, friend of mine that I would appreciate him if he took over the the reign of being the other half after I'm gone, because he would be good for her. He's he's a he's a good guy. He's he's in recovery, and he knows how to fix things. He knows how to take care of things. He knows how to take care of people. And he would love Brenda. Absolutely. With no conditions. Other than to love her human spirit. At least I was able to have love in my life. Do you know what it's like to have someone love you? I do. Come here. Come here, beautiful. Are you still on the phone? Yeah. Hey, Shadow. Hey, little man. Oh, you're going to take over my bed. Okay, go ahead. Gets in right in my spot so I can't lay back down, Brenda. You see that? Look at that. Yeah. Look what he's doing, little shit. Yeah, see what he's doing? You're in my spot. Oh, no, you can have it. Go on. Go back up there. Oh, now he took my pillow. <laughs> he took my pillow. Oh, he's got the rat. Oh, he's got the politician. You want me to get the politician? He wants to play politician. Get the politician. Get him. Go on, get him. Come on, get him. So how do you feel, Brenda, about what my mom wrote? Oh, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I won't be able to see my family anymore. I won't be able to go up and see them. And um, they know the reality of my death is soon. Hey, little man. Hey, little man. And you know I'm getting ready to go to be with God, don't you? Yes, you are. Yes, you do know. Yeah. You know, animals are very spiritual. Oh, you want your rag? Oh, you want your politician? Oh, there you go. Here you go. Let's see if I can get you to growl. Right. Come on. Come on. Oh, come on. Get the politician. Come on. Right. <laughs> He's just playing around. But I, I am very happy that I 
I have been loved by the beautiful blue-eyed angel at my side, and her name is Brenda. All my life I wanted a wife, someone to love. I had one lady before, her name was Christine. And Christine had severe mental illness, and her mom wouldn't let me marry her. Her mom wouldn't let me marry her. And when uh, I couldn't marry Christine, I went into a deep depression. And I went out drinking. And it cost me an eight-year run with alcoholism. I, I had eight years, and I, I, I went back out drinking. And sometimes alcoholics like to tread water. Occasionally, and they like to go back out into their waters where they left their watering hole and start over where they left off. So, uh, this uh, way of life has been good for me. I mean, now my wife knows the reality too of my death is imminent with kidney failure. Everyone is aware of it. But yet, once in a while, I'll still get bullied occasionally. But you know what? I'm okay with it. I like a good fight once in a while. And I always come back with a punch. And I always put the other person back in their place. With their own shit. And I mean what I say. I'm going to come back and pull out all your skeletons that I know. And I'll expose you. And I learned how to do that a long time ago. And um, people knew not to cross paths with me because they knew I'd bring out their skeletons. And they didn't like that. And that's the reality of my mental illness. And um, I told my mom today I loved her and I loved dad. And we'll have a nice talk when we're in heaven together. My grandmother's waiting for me on the other side. So is my birth mother and many other people. Um, before I cross over into the light, I had to correct what is wrong and make what is right before I go home. Remember that show Quantum Leap? Dr. Sam Beckett, that, that, was, his, that was his theme, that was his motto. And in the beginning of this podcast, I did a song, Mama, I'm Coming Home. Well, Mom, I am coming home. And I'm getting ready to go home soon. As soon as my situation's over, I believe the good Lord's going to call me home. And he's going to um, give me just due for what I've been through. Not for me, but he's going to give it to my wife. He's going to give it to my wife. Uh, my doctor is calling. <laughs> you know, they always call at the wrong time. But um, I got Dr. Don calling me today at 12. So I will uh, get back with you all later. I have to get ready for Dr. Don. And Dr. Don is going to call me and let me know what's going on with him today. Hopefully he's okay. And everyone out there... Uh, it's a blessing to be well loved especially by my beautiful wife and I've been loved by my parents and my parents have forgiven me what a blessing it is to have the reality of forgiveness from your family 
and they know the reality I'm gonna go home soon mama I'm coming home that was my theme song from uh, Ozzy Osbourne oh that's my wife look at him look at him He's, don't you tear up my mattress you little shit you wanna go in the dryer <laughs> he looked at me like a trapped deer in headlights look at him I, now, now you behave you were being very mean to my nurse yesterday. Yeah, you were barking at my nurse. Don't you bark at my other wife. I think he's jealous because I, I have two wives. <laughs> uh, but uh, I am I am doing considerably well with what I've been through. And I did not drink over the reality of losing my parents' condo either. I thought about it. I sat in the bar praying to God, asking God to to take my life. But he's not. He's giving me life so I can receive my just due. Just, justification to restitution. And um, I thank God for the reality of restoration. And, and the pursuit of happiness in my mental health. I have always had a home, even when I lost homes. I, I was homeless for a little while, but now I've been in, in my uh, wife's family's home for the past couple of years, and um, I'm doing quite well. And uh, I hope I have another Thanksgiving and another Christmas before God does call me home. So, Mom... Before I go home, I, I hope to have one more Christmas. That is my last wish. And before I go, I would like to take care of my wife with justification of what I've been through. That way she can take care of her needs through the uh, civil restitution. On that note, I'm going to be well. I'm not going to have no spells, and I'm not in hell. And when it comes to my adversary out there fighting with me, um, there's nothing to be said more about that person anymore. So I want to do other stuff. I want to talk about other things with my mental health. I want to talk about how my wife's family felt about me and how I overcame the fighting and ended up with my wife for 23 years. I want to share that story. I want to share how I, I took myself to a hospital to go see my wife, and I checked myself in, and at the same time she checked herself out. Stuff like that, you know, I want to share about my mental illness. And um, the reality is, I have, uh, I have a good life with my wife, and I'm very happy. And I'm very happy with my nurse, too. I'm trying to get a, not, what do you call it, a, what's it called, a threesome, a nosmatois, with my nurse and my wife. <laughs> what are the chances of me getting that to, to happen? Uh, what do you think, Brenda? Am I going to have a threesome? Am I going to have a threesome? Never. Never? Why not? Because. You know it's going to happen eventually. It's never gonna oh, it's never going to, not even with the squirrel? Not even with the squirrels? Not even with the squirrels. 
Oh, I was hoping to have a nice relationship with my nurse and my wife. And boy, my, my nurse has some hot panties. Woo! Woo, boy, is she a gorgeous mom. And uh, my wife and I, and, and, and I was talking the other day, I said, well, if we ever get into wife swapping, I would like to swap my wife for her for her any day. <laughs> I get into wife swapping. And, and uh, I, I was telling my nurse that I believe in wife swapping, and she started laughing. And she goes, what would you do if I give in? I said, oh, I would be a very happy man. <laughs> and the reality is I am happy. I got a, I got a beautiful wife here at my side. Well, everyone, I'm going to let you all go. It's 20 minutes into the podcast, and I got things I got to do. I got to, I got to make lunch, and then my wife's got to go out and see a friend in the hospital. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. If you have any questions about mental illness, give me a shout. I'll be glad to help you. And if you are in trouble, call 1-800-SUICIDE or 211 for help for Broward. Contact a psychologist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist or somebody. Somebody that will help you along the way with your mental health. It's very important that you do your walk in your mental illness. Bye now.